the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. I get a lot of praise. People are very nice to me because I've done a radio show for 20 plus years tied towards retirement. I dragged CFP Chad Burton into the radio show world, which is now a podcast world um, and some TV work in large part because he was the best CFP I've ever met as far as knowledge base goes. As far as warmth, he was also pretty high up there. Um, He's a hand holder, which is an important part of financial planning. Um, And a hugger, a hugger. too. Are you a hugger? A big hugger, yeah. I'm not a big hugger. I'll be honest with you. I just want, I want to give you a hug right now after that intro. No, I think it's true. It's I, I get so much praise and like again, so much of the wealth management. And you've given me all that that knowledge base because I'm more about the wealth creation side of it. And uh, in the end, it works out pretty well. With agree, yeah. with that said, um, let's talk a little bit about financial planning. And we got a big event coming up on Thursday, the twentieth. It's 6.30 to 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel. It's a hotel made out of cookies, which is yummy delicious if it's nice and warm. People can sign up at focusfinancial.com, 6.30 to 8.30, 6.30 to 8.30. Toll House Hotel. It's going to be about income and retirement, some of the new tax laws. We're going to fire through a lot of material, a little estate planning because those laws change on a regular basis. And um, hit a little market forecast for 2019 because we are just rocking it right now in the United States with job or employment. And that's created a great investment background for people who need to catch up on some market returns. They've been able to do quite nicely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about advice on retirement. And by the way, people could sign up for the event, newfocusfinancial.com, 630 to 830, September 20th. It's a Thursday evening. Get there early, have a, a appetizer, yummy, delicious hotel. Um, let's talk a little bit about advice on retirement. We need to, when you, before you can give any advice, you have to have knowledge, right? Right. What's some of that knowledge you need or what's some of the knowledge that people don't give you? Well, I mean, first of all, you have to be extremely wealthy to be able to walk into somebody's office and within an hour say, oh, yeah, you're ready to retire. Go for it. You'll be just fine. That's that's just not going to happen. There's a lot of things at a minimum that our certified financial planner practitioners have to go through to answer that question. Are you going to be okay in retirement? Um, the, the biggest one is, first of all, you have to take the time to do your own expenses to figure out what you're spending money on. Because some people come in and just say, oh, tell me how much I can spend for my retirement and I'll back into that number and I'll just live off of that. And one of the biggest mistakes out there is people spend way more than they thought the first five years of retirement because of the, the in the bucket list, stuff they have time to do finally and they do it. And they overspend early on. So we have to do a really careful review of expenses and say, what about healthcare costs? What about uh, remodeling your home every 10 to 15 years or a new car every 10 years? What about helping your kids stay in life? What if one of them gets divorced? 
uh, what are some of the things that you're not thinking about? And then we can do some at least linear cash flow modeling where we assume a basic how much you take out of your IRAs and other accounts at, say, 5.5% rate of return with 3% inflation on normal costs, 6% on healthcare costs. Are you going to be okay? That's one test. Um, then we have to see, you know, go through a process of risk tolerance to see how maybe you're way too conservative to get rates of return that you need. What are the issues there? Um, and, and then very careful tax analysis to say, based on your situation and how much you have in retirement accounts that have not been taxed, stocks that have huge gains that have not been taxed, cash, Roth IRAs, what's your tax situation? That tax, that annual tax bill has to go into your cash flow analysis, into your overall expenses. Um, and then obviously the social security analysis, Rob, that's a big one too, to say when should you take social security, is that going to affect your plan? How's the tax situation of social security going to affect you? We have to, uh, you know, really lay all that out on paper and then go into Monte Carlo simulations. We haven't talked about that, right? Yeah, you're glitching a little bit right now. So, uh, going back and, and hitting some of these topics, it's a big issue, right? It's cash flow expenses, plans for healthcare. It's not sexy talking about retirement. And then being retired, it's probably not as sexy as you're starting to age and everything, right? Um, how often do people tell you, I'm ready for retirement? Or, no, no, not how often, because you won't have that number. It happens more often than you would think, that people think they're ready for retirement and they're not. Well, ebbs and flows with different markets. Um, so, I mean, I know people that are working with 15 years ago that their cash would not look like they'd get past age 90, 95, and now they have that option to get well past 100. So it's, let's pull some risk off the table and make your portfolio look today how it should look in five years when you want to retire. And sometimes it's hard to do when the market's really doing well. People have that fear of missing out yeah, that kicks in, just like they have the fear of panic at the bottom. Emotions are really, really horrible when it comes to investing. Um, so you have to be, you know, just stick with what's worked over the last hundred years. There's never been a 10-year period, Rob, where a balanced portfolio has lost money. It has done great from 2007 to 2017 during that huge but you're if you, if you stick with the strategies that have worked, you're going to be okay. And then there's Monte Carlo simulations where you can actually get a success rate based on probabilities and other things. And that's, that's kind of sexy to me. It's not to you, I know, but I think Monte Carlo simulations are kind of sexy. It's interesting because Monte Carlo simulations sound to me like it could age like the 4% roll has kind of aged and the what's your you know um, percentage of stocks to bonds some of these things sound like they like Benjamin Graham at one point in time said what's worked for me in the past ain't going to work for the next 10 15 20 years and a lot of people have a tough time with that um but it's interesting it's 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 pretty dynamic business to say the least Oh, yeah, it is, especially with these changes in tax laws and estate planning that all has to be a part of your plan, too. It's kind of like we keep hearing about these people like Aretha Franklin dies without a will. The Queen of Soul dies without a will. You know, it's part of the plan that you need to have in place as you go into retirement. Even if it's on a napkin? Hopefully, if it's, hopefully it's uh, not as long on as a it's notar- As long as it's notarized and witnessed by at least three people. I have no idea. I don't, think I don't know about will napkin. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, re- the issue of long-term care costs. I've never, ever thought of myself as a guy who wants to buy long-term care. It just seems like it's probably going to be a waste of money. I'm probably going to have a heart attack and die before I could ever use this. 
Um, how is the long-term care business doing? Because that seems like an insurance oh. industry that's rife for making mistakes from the buyer as well as the company that sells it to you. Oh, companies made massive mistakes in pricing this stuff. We have you know, 10,000 baby boomers turning 65. So a lot of people that bought it 10 plus years ago are starting to put in claims. And, and if you own long-term care insurance, I would keep it, but realize your rates are probably going to continue to rise a bit in the future. Um, and then it's just gotten way more expensive for women. Now there's new options, though. If you have old life insurance policies with cash value or old annuities, there's pretty good options to the, the insurance industry is changing. Um, but you have to have a plan and you have to talk to your family about what that plan is. Maybe you have insurance. You should look at insurance. Maybe you have a life insurance plus you can use a death benefit early. Or maybe you sell the house and you both move. Or maybe somebody moves in and takes care of you. You have to have the estate planning documents that match your wishes. And then you have to communicate with your family. Otherwise, you're going to leave a nightmare. Yeah, and um, our bodies change, and we do need long-term care. There's no doubt about it. It's not the easiest thing to analyze. You can meet with CFP Chad Burton. You can come to the seminar Thursday, September 20th, 630 to 830, Toll House Hotel. Go to the website, newfocusfinancial.com, for more information. While you're there, you can sign up for the event using the code RADIO25 if you're a first-time event goer. A lot of issues in 2019 coming up as the markets shift. We're benefiting from a boom right now, but where do booms go? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Big seminar coming up Thursday. Thursday, the 20th of September. As I'm getting older, I'm going to do fewer of these. So this is a good chance to kind of do a meet and greet and talk and pick my brain and Chad's brain and Tony Mendez from com as well. Uh, Tony kind of covers some of the real estate angles for us. Uh, the 10-year treasury obviously in the news these days as mortgage rates are moving higher. A lot of people have the question is, will that cause a housing bust? Because we've gone through a boom period. Boom periods lead to busts. Um, does it mean it's a bad thing when I go out and run a four minute mile <laughs> when I fall out of an airplane and I move at four at a four minute mile um, or maybe faster because I've gained a little bit of weight? Uh, there's going to be periods of cooling off. There's going to be periods of letting, you know, take a day off and sit in a pool in a spa. I can't be booming all the time. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. What are you seeing right now in the housing market on a local level and then maybe on a national level? Um, that's a good question because, you know, we've been kind of, you know, the Bay Area is unique right. um, in the sense that uh, it's highly desirable. Um, lots of job growth, lots of job wage growth, nice. um, lots of equity. I mean, it's one of the highest prices, uh, priced communities in the nation. So it, it kind of separates itself in that way from the rest of the United States. And a lot of people do um, that listen to the show that I, I do on Thursday nights. They say, well, why do you talk about the national news? Well, because a lot of people are moving. A lot of people looking at the trends. So we're seeing a lot of trends right now as far as like people in the Bay Area going, I, we are cashing. You know why people move? Because they look at their neighbors. <laughs> and sometimes they hear, wait, I could live in Portland for half the cost, or I could live in Reno for a third of the cost, or I could live in... People look at their neighbors and like, yeah. I look at Lafayette right now as a guy who's on the peninsula and I go, wow, there's a lot of green there. There's yep. trees there. There's a lot Land. less construction. Yep. 
I can't um, see my neighbor, you know. Um, so, so you know, the real estate goes through phases, and the Bay Area is going through a phase right now where people are questioning whether or not it is an, another peak, and should they sell, should they consolidate, should they you know, cash out and buy real estate somewhere else where it is trending a little bit higher. Uh, and you can look at trends like where millennials are moving. Um, I mean, and there are little itty bitty towns all across the United States. And it, it could be like Charlottesville, Virginia or Raleigh, North Carolina or someplace in Lexington's on there. Sure. And, and people are looking at these trends and going, oh, you know, these are some nice communities and people are moving there. Well, why are they moving there? And then they do some research and they find out why. Um, how old are you? Are you looking for an older community? Um, you know, what kind of my parents, for example, they moved to a certain city because they wanted a, a hospital nearby and they wanted a college because they liked the kind of the college circuit. And, you know, so you look at those kind of motivations and that's what we're seeing people kind of figuring out that, you know, we're at this high, we're, we're at a high, it may not be the peak, but we're at a high. Um, something that we ran across just recently is some, we, we, we look at a lot of reports and one of them from CoreLogic, which seems to put out some pretty good statistics. Um, they say the Bay Area right now, including Oakland, Napa, Vallejo, and all these metro areas are considered normal valued housing markets, and they won't go overvalued until July of 2023, for example. And you know, so a lot of people go, you know, there's still some growth here. Um, I see growth here. I see uh, dual income. You know, even if you're st- you just got into the industry and the tech industry, the starting jobs are about 115, 120,000 yeah. dual income that buys you with 20 percent down about one point three. Um, so I feel really comfortable with all the way up to the one point three range, really comfortable. And then I still feel comfortable a little bit higher because there are people who are stepping up and have built a lot of equity in that condo, for example, or the townhouse that now has four or five hundred thousand dollars in equity, and that's more than twenty percent down. Uh, and they may have an established job and and you know retirement where they can afford that. And so we're seeing a lot of people shifting and trying to make those uh, changes. But then you you also have the people who are who can't rebuy their house and they're starting to expand their house and do construction. One of the things I saw recently was the rent to buy scenario has really shifted towards it's more affordable to rent and invest the rest. It's it's odd because you could say that with life insurance. Sometimes it's best to get term life, which is cheaper than whole life or variable life. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles, which you're paying for and invest the rest. Yeah, I saw that that article as well, which I, I kind of like that idea. It's not. Uh, but well, some people aren't meant to buy. Okay. Um, you know, when you, you do look at a rent versus buy calculator and you go, okay, it's going to take me seven years before I break even by buying that house with this down payment at these current rates. And that is one of the shifts that actually drives people towards real estate eventually because now it's cheaper. Well, there's another um, statistic that just came out that over the last several years, we've actually seen five to six percent rent increase on an average throughout the United States. Now we're actually seeing declines in places like Portland and Seattle and other places like in Texas and across the United States. We're seeing rents dropping, which gives people an opportunity, which means that, okay, they've peaked. Now we we don't fear having to do like two or three or four year leases. We can count on it not going up. Now we can start saving money. We'll feel a bit more comfortable being here. And there's, there's going to be more choices as well as people buy houses and leave vacant vacant uh, rentals. So that gives them an opportunity to eventually feed into the real estate market. So that's kind of a healthy sign, I believe, that rents are now, it's cheaper to rent than to buy, in my opinion. It's an interesting time, and um, I know that you work with a pretty big real estate group. Uh, you can be found at com. It's com, And um, all the buyers are different. All the sellers are different. It's still very much so a seller's market. 
even though the national headline news is saying it's starting to turn into a buyer's market, what, yeah. advi- what advice would you have? Because I've seen people going 16, 18% over uh, yeah. asking first, and, and not getting it. First, remember, we are unique here okay. and that that national news does not apply here in most cases. Um, we, we just, I, I'm working with a, a loan transaction right now and the person put in an offer 18% over asking price and they lost the offer um, to multiple offers. Um, I, I, we don't know what it's sold for yet. Um, yeah. In the meantime, that comp or that sale becomes another comp and it kind of has that snowball effect. So you have to kind of, you know, first look at the, you can look at the trends, you know, national trends, but you, you really have to work with a professional that knows the neighborhoods. It's, it is really becoming localized when it comes to, you know, that quality of that property, the quality of the amenities around. And um, we are seeing really nice properties sell for top, top dollar. Um, and if that's what you're looking for, you're going to get it and you're buying quality. One of the things in my sayings in my life is um, I'd rather buy something nicer that's more expensive than something less expensive that I don't like. Um, and I hope that if you buy a house and you feel that way about the house and emotional about it, you will eventually get that as a return. When you How do you sell. catch a unique rabbit? A, a unique rabbit? Unique up on it. You, you, okay. How do you catch a tame rabbit? The tame way. We are in a unique real estate market. Unique up on it. Get it? You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does loans. He gets loans done. He uh, helps you with mortgages. He's done mine. He's my mortgage guy. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I got a lot of debt because this guy. Maybe I shouldn't like him as much as I do. You can find him. Good debt. Good debt. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I don't believe in pampering cows because then all you get is spoiled milk. I'm pretty sure they served Sanka on the Titanic. Sanka coffee. How do you do that so fast? Sorry. Mike is my producer, and he has no clue what's going to ever come out of my mouth. The United States. What do fish say when they hit a concrete wall? He's fast on that. How do crazy people go through the forest? They take a psychopath. Oh, he's got nothing for that one. Okay, not bad. Not bad. That was about two seconds. A little on the slow side, if you ask me. Um, Tony Mendez is sitting in with me. He will be at the seminar Thursday, 6.30, He does the real estate portion in my life. Um, I have a team. Um, and it, it drives people crazy because when it comes to financial planning questions, I go to Chad. When it comes to real estate, real estate questions and uh, can I afford it or not, I go to Tony. I have a team. When it comes to stock picks, I go to me. I'm really, really good at stocks and investing. I'm not so good at, at understanding mortgage rates and tax laws and such like that. So anyway, you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You recently, Tony Mendez, you do the, the what is the name of your show? The, the Real, real estate, estate Report. Report. Uh, Thursdays at six. I love that you're now calling it rapport. The rapport it stuck. It did. We stole it. I stole it from uh, Colbert. Colbert, and you stole it from me. So, 
anyhow and anyway, um, one of the things you've recently done is it's you're helping people sell real estate and sometimes helping people buy real estate. Just as you know, people you know, a little see, bit of advice here and there, a little advice and second opinions. Um, and that's one of the things that you see everything as a mortgage lender. You see the buyers, you see the sellers, you see the agents. I told you the other day, I'm frightened to death of real estate right now because there's a guy at Channel 7 who he was a reporter for three years. And now he's like, I'm going to go join Caldwell Bankers on the peninsula selling real estate. I'm like, what does he know about real estate? He knows the top. He knows it's great. He knows all time highs. Yeah. I, and he's going to hurt people. I, I think I know where you're going with this. You know, you, you have a guy who doesn't know anything about real estate, although you, he might. He, he might probably sure. maybe flipped a couple homes or owned probably a couple not. homes. Probably or not maybe not. Reporter. But, um, you know, what What I like about real estate is you always have a good team. Um, you could join a good Caldwell banker, for example, or right. a good Remax, and you you actually mentor with somebody for a while, and they put you through training. And I, I, I would say if I'm going into real estate, I would start that way and then try to, you know, they, they're going to teach you how to build your clientele list and how to market and do all this. And they'll have all of that. Meanwhile, they're going to take a nice big chunk of everything that you do. So, and for them, it's, it's just like selling a car, you know, the, those car dealerships, they go and they hire 10 people. One might stick to the wall and they keep them full time, but the other ones in the meantime, they oh. are bringing business. So real estate's the same way. I mean, if you have a good, same, broker- thing, same thing in finances, a lot of people like LPL financial, who I find to be really low level, low class, they'll hire 10 people and then they'll say, Hey, we need this guy to, we need you to ask your parents for money to invest, or we need you to go to your rich friends and ask them to invest. Yeah. And maybe one will stick or two and then the rest will fall off in two or three months. Um, and we'll make a movie about the one who's stuck and we'll call yeah, and, it, and, and we'll real, star Will Smith. The real estate business can be the same way. Um, you're, 100% commission, so they're not paying you salary, they're not losing money, but they do invest time and effort into sure, it. So for the, someone who's getting into real estate like this person from Channel 7 and uh, and is going to, he may have a lot of contacts. He may present him very himself very well, and he he knows a way to get into the business. And I think that's uh, an advantage that, that see, a lot that of people me. It, it does. Because well, he also probably sees every, one of his neighbors that, well, who he, own homes, and he's in a one-bedroom apartment. Is he going to give you the best advice that, you know, yeah. it might be pretty one-sided for a long period of time? I'm with you on that. So the reason I brought this up is because, you know, I think we all bring different things to the table and you get to see it all. As a lender, you're dealing with buyers and sellers. Um, you're dealing with agents. Um, I have a question. Like, if I were to buy a home today or if I were to sell a home, would you recommend I fix it up or sell it as is? Because that's what the market develops. Uh, that's what the, ma- the market's kind of given us right now i could give you the um politically correct answer and that is um ask your realtor okay. <laughs> uh, my answer would be and that's really what you're supposed to do what because you might be in a market that you don't need to you you might be in a, right. in a there's a place up in um called sheffield for example up in off of 580 yeah. and you could be up in there and it's a very kind of unique community. And you may not have to fix your house up because people have been looking for houses there forever. Yeah. And if one goes on the market, it's going to sell. And yeah. the, the, your realtor may say, well, you don't need to do anything to your house. It's going to sell no matter what. How about like drones and getting pictures done? Oh, we just did that. Um, we went through that whole process. It's fantastic. Um, Does it help? Um, I think if if you're in a market like we are in a market like this and you want to do a good presentation. You want somebody to be able to sit on their couch and turn their computer on and be able to virtually walk through the house and, and get a good feel of it so that they can um, 
that they can, uh, you know, make a decision right there. But, you know, if you have a house that's going to, there's a saying in the business, let the house sell it, sell itself. And if it's a good house, it's going to sell itself. Now, if you have a house that, uh, what we're seeing a lot is, is um, investors are coming and buying properties in not so desirable in neighborhoods, but they're really decking out the house and they're turning around and selling it. And, you know, they might put a fence around the yard and a ga- you know electric gate where you push a button, you, you roll your car in and you feel nice and secure and they, they deck out the inside. And a lot of people are doing that now, but that house is going to get top dollar. So, but if that same house was in a different neighborhood that um, where there's no inventory, it's a desirable neighborhood, you might not need to do as much. Um, I say trust your realtor, trust your instincts. Um, look at what your other look at what other houses are doing in your neighborhood. Go to the open houses. If you're planning on selling your house for the first three or four months leading up to that, go to some of the open houses and see what other people are doing in the neighborhood and and, and see what you're going to compete against. You know, some people find that entertaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, what do they call them? Um, um, open house crashers. Okay. okay. Something like that. And just sometimes you just get to see how your neighbors live. You get to hear through their oh, cars. Oh, yeah, all the time. Go in the bathroom, steal yeah. some medicine. That's not my advice, <laughs> but I know it happens. So, especially if your neighbor works a lot, you probably have some good Xanax. And a lot more a lot people fun. are selling their houses and staying, living in the house while they sell it. So they basically say, well, okay, we're going to do open house Saturday or Sunday or both. And they, they go to Napa. Okay. And, and they come back and then maybe medicines, but they, they, and then somebody stages their house. We we've worked with stagers before and they come in and they say, okay, I like that piece. I don't like that piece. Where are you going to put it? And then you go out and get a pod, you stick it in the pod and you, you, they store it for you for $99 or whatever it is a month. And then when you're done, you move everything. And is it uh, fair to say that every real estate transaction is slightly different? Uh, yes. And every single <clears throat> one is different. And what's interesting is like some of them go fast, some of them go slow, but the expectation from the person getting the mortgage or from buying the house. It's, it's sometimes the realist uh, expectations are super high. There's at any point in time in a transaction, there could be 20 people involved. So, and that's always going to, that's going to make the variables just so random that it's going to be different every single time. And, and even if you're doing one over and over and over, uh, we've worked, I, we work with an investor and he put $200,000 into a house to flip it. And he's going to make like 50 grand okay. on this like eight hundred, $900,000 house. And then, which isn't, which is, I guess, respectable in some cases. And that's what he expected. After taxes and all the time, it's not as much, but there's another investor over yeah. here who, um, he got into the transaction, needed more money, went out and got a private loan for an exorbitant amount on interest rate. And then, you know, he's going to sell the house and lose money. So everything's going to be a little bit different. Everybody has different expectations. Um, One thing I can tell you, <clears throat> I know you once did a loan for a guy named Jacques, who was a French fur trapper in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. And Jacques didn't realize what a cell phone was. But your cell phone's ringing all the time about Jacques' loan. Yeah. Because Jacques needs, he's got some special situations, like fur trapping's a seasonal business. You know, the income only comes in the last half of the year. But he doesn't realize how much I've seen you talking to to the banks and I don't know the words banks, right? The bank representatives or something like that. I'm not sure I got the right syntax, but just say bank or there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And like, I, there when is. you say 20 people are working on a deal, mm-hmm. I, I don't doubt you, but I think Jacques, the French fur trapper in Pacific <laughs> Northwest, he goes, I want to give you a beaver skin. Thank you. This was easy as down payment, right? I'm French. <laughs> Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? I miss Jock. <laughs> it was a good loan for you. 
Anyhow, and anyway, um, all loans uh, situations are ever so slightly different. I can tell you that Tony's done loans for me that were incredibly easy. And I can also tell you that Tony's done loans for me that were incredibly difficult. And on my end of it, I hate the difficult ones and I get frustrated. And I, I, I yell. I fight back. I, I hang up. Um, I'm an emotional little uh, no, spoiled brat when it comes to I want it my way and I want it easy. Um, but lots and lots of stuff goes on and a lot of phone calls on the side that people don't understand. So, like, when I ask you about drones, I'm like, just give me the answer. Like, is it a good idea? about? And you're right. It's a different market. I don't My home doesn't. It, it's it's small. It's 1,700 square feet. It's not going to drone well. There's a neighbor right next to me and there's a neighbor right next to me. And then there's a creek, which is nice and lovely. But the creek is filled with rats. Should I tell people that or not? <laughs> Should I put that on the drone photo? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of options out there for people to um, really engage in the sale of their property. Um, I, I always say work with professionals. Um, we work with a lot of great realtors in the Bay Area, as well as, you know, we, we're, we do the mortgages. Um, and we have a great team. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can come see him Thursday, the 20th, in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, 630 to 830. He does loans. He gets them done. He knows real estate. Well, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can sign up for the seminar at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. That's RADIO25. And listen to his podcast as well on KDOW. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I share odd little things with you from time to time. So there's a new song that I like a lot by The Interrupters called She's Kerosene. It is so catchy. I don't mind saying this. I like zombies. I like zombie TV shows. I don't mind a catchy pop song. I I, I don't mind saying that. On occasion, I think McDonald's french fries are the best french fries on the planet. And I, I wouldn't kill for them, but close. Like, that's... I don't mind saying some of this stuff. So here's the interrupters. She's Kerosene right here. Scott's coming back, baby. Every 20 or 25 years. I know you're, I should never call a person, baby. Scott's coming back, dude. No, see that? Now I got to call you bro. Right? Whoa. Catchy song. It's the interrupter. She's kerosene. She's, I'm a match. She's kerosene. Is that not almost every relationship we see out there? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Top destinations where young adults are moving. I, You and I were just talking about Reno and the Tesla factory. We are actually talking about Tesla and how Elon Musk seems to be melting down hardcore. And he has to go on a sabbatical or be replaced sooner than later. Or stop doing what he's doing, yeah. He, he's going to have to go on a sabbatical because <laughs> Wall Street just doesn't trust him. You know, he's saying, I should never, throw, I just should never have sold that flamethrower. It was a bad idea. People shouldn't have bought it. His boring company, which is trying to bore a hole towards the Dodgers stadium in a metro stop, he's like, it may actually not work. Like, whoa, yeah. that's not stuff you want to hear a CEO say. But with that being said, why I bring that up is, um, Reno, you said there's traffic two hours going into the factory, the battery factory, the gigafactory in the morning, two hours coming back. They're doing tricks to put people in uh, housing. I can tell you from, you know, Tahoe Truckee and, and needing to hire service people. They're like, there's not enough service people. They're yeah. all they're all like leaving the area. There's not enough money there. 
So when you give me an article where top destinations where young adults are moving, I'm like, there's going to be jobs there and there's going to be houses there because yep. people need houses. And that's a, yeah, Reno's a, a way um, for people to go and find a, affordable housing and they're building, 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 and they're primarily looking at that affordable housing. Um, in the meantime, you know, the, the rest of the city is doing very well with, the, you know, the higher end. There's a lot of good million dollar homes if you want to buy a million dollar home in Reno, but you don't have to. And I think that's what attracts people to Reno. Um, but, you know, you have the young people moving around the United States. Yeah, that's what um, the point is. The, you know, DC's on that list. Uh, Charlottesville, North Carolina, but then there's a whole bunch of small towns. And um, I think p- people are figuring out that uh, telecommuting is a very, very popular choice for uh, millennials. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm working with a client right now whose headquarters is down in San Diego right. and they're looking at a house up here um, because they grew up here. And um, that's odd. Right. And and this person manages nurses at nursing facilities. And, um, you know, and, and if, if you can be creative like that and get the right job, get the right education, you're like, I'm my kid's only four, but I'm thinking, like, what direction am I going to push? Med, you know, medical engineering or tech or and because um, I see this, I see who's making the money, who's buying houses. And um, because I'm on the loan end of it, I see all of it. Um but yeah, that's what that's what these people are doing. They're, the young people are figuring out that they want space. You know, there's another great article that seventy, I think it was seventy eight percent of millennials that bought a house had a pet, right? Um, and because you know, and eighty three percent of millennials renting or owning have a pet, and they want a house that's pet friendly. So if you're selling a house and you look, millennials are looking at it, make it pet friendly. I mean, there's some angles you can take from this, um, but you know, they're looking for uh, yards and communities and good schools. And some of these small towns offer that. It's interesting because top destinations where people are moving and like what I was trying to get at is maybe Tahoe fails as a place to buy if they can't get enough people to do the services. You know, the spas, the massages, the restaurants, the yard cleanup, the tree removal. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot more risk in that than there is in, say, like a Raleigh, North Carolina or a college town where there's hospitals and universities and jobs. So going to where people are moving is a pretty smart idea, in my opinion. And right now, I'm hearing a lot of small cities are popping up versus mid-sized cities versus large large cities. They're done. It's just just affordability. You either live in a prison cell. Literally, go to prison and live in a prison cell there, or or you live in something the size Don't of a drive prison cell. <laughs> yeah, be careful, as my computer would say. Behave. Oh well. Yeah. Um, so it. Yeah, but then you're not going to make a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in one of these small towns. So unless you figure out how to do a telecommute or um, you find that you know perfect you know ideal job. Um, but the, it's all about the housing. I, I think uh, I was listening earlier where Chad Burton said something about, um, you know, you're buying a mortgage and not the house. You're buying I, that mortgage, I, you're buying that payment. And, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, $2,000 a month can buy a lot. It can buy a $400,000 house. And you're like, where can I make, you know, $5,000 a month so I can qualify? And that's $60,000 a year. Where can I do that? And where's a $60,000 job and a $400,000 house. And there's plenty of places across the United States that offer that. And that's where the trends are right now. It's interesting to note. There's never any right answer. There's compromises, there's switch offs, there's long-term trends, there's demographics, there's where people are moving to. I'm a a long-term believer in real estate. 
if you do your homework and if your expectations are reset and if you kind of see the conservative scenario as well as the aggressive scenario, that's something Tony does well. He builds scenarios for you. You can find him at com. It's com. He will also be at the seminar on September 20th, 630 to 830. He's a good friend of mine. He does all of my loans. Um, so if you're a realtor, you should contact Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. If you're looking for a mortgage, contact Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, come out to the event Thursday, 630 to 830, September 20th at the Toll House Hotel. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, use the code radio 25. Good day. Talk to you soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.